Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your indigenous host, Matt Sroka, and as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. I'd ask how you're doing, but I mean, we all had a pretty fun Sunday, so it's, it's, I'm excited to talk about our uh, playoff team. Yeah, yeah, I want to get your feelings. I want to get your response to that amazing game we saw. Um, sorry, I'm also here joined by my son, Silas, snuck down from his room after bedtime. Silas? I just want to say a word. All right, say a word. I'll come back up at 9.30. What, is, what does Silas think of the Orioles this year? Silas, you want to give your thoughts on the Orioles real quick? I'm talking to Uncle Josh about the Orioles. You want to give your thoughts about the Orioles real quick? You want to tell him that we saw that game the other day where we clinched it? You coming over, Silas? You want to come over and say hi? No, I got to see Silas's sister yesterday. Okay. And she didn't care about the Orioles. But it was nice okay. yesterday to see after this. the youngest wearing an Orioles shirt when she came over. It was nice to see Flora dressed for Orioles. Yeah. yeah, Flora's been rocking. Sorry, yeah. I got um, Emily's working. I got dad duty, and these kids won't go to sleep. It's all right. We've all we've all been there. You can do your editing stuff after uh, the show. I can clean it up, or we can just leave it all in there. Do you need to go take? Do you need to go deal with him? Well, no. I think he went back upstairs. We'll see. All right. Um, you he did. We do this thing where he says, you know, we'll come up in thirty minutes. Right. I come up thirty minutes. He's always asleep every time. Sometimes right. I come up, sometimes I don't. But. Yeah, no, I get it. I know um, how it goes. Yeah, so let's let's start with let, let's start with playoff clinch, Josh. It was speaking of clinching, it was a little bit tense there um, on 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 Sunday. Beautiful sports day for Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice because when is the? It's been years and years since we've had a chance where the Orioles play meaningful games. And the Ravens also play meaningful games at the same time. Yeah. And, and to come out of there with for the uh, Ravens to win a big rivalry division game. And then 40 minutes later, and or really a minute later, the the Oriole game gets exciting. Yep. So it's come back in about 40 minutes. The Orioles tap that off. Uh, really excited. Really glad they won that game because I don't know how you do the popping champagne in the locker room coming off a tough loss like that and a tough series with the Rays. So to come out of it with a split and a big win like that was huge and enough to celebrate anyway. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we were down in that game going into the ninth, obviously, by that one run, three to two. And you guys remained, I think, um, you and dad remained relatively optimistic. Yes. I was... Less so. I mean, you're going up against the best bullpen in baseball in Tampa Bay. Right. We've only, it's the, I believe it's our second win when we are down in the ninth. Yes. Our second one down the ninth. And this is against, you know, the, the best bullpen in baseball, great closer. They went, what, 38 runs, 38 innings without giving up a run this bullpen before that yesterday? Yeah. They had some kind of silly record until they they had to throw in their middle reliever. Poor guy. Um, but, but it was that, and then it was also kind of how it happened with so many key con- con- contributors. I mean, oh. of course, in the ninth, that amazing, improbable, du- perfectly placed double by Frazier. And it, the only way you score is if Mateo is stealing, and the only way you right. score if Mateo is the one running. Um, just that's as exciting as a play right. as it's, you'll ever see. I, I mean, a la dumb and young double play. I mean, that's that's yeah. up on that kind of level. Correct. It's and it, Mateo scored from first base. I mean, and that's yeah. what and the immediate reaction is. That is why Mateo is on the team, and that's what we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Is the whole reason we want Mateo on this team is for those positions. 
late inning replacements, pinch runner, when you want speed on the bases. That's what you wanted him for. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then it was kind of cool to see just the key. I mean, Austin Hayes, some of the veterans, um, Santander and Mullins at the end there. Um, but then you also had huge um, innings um, or huge 11th inning by D.L. Hall to get yes. the scores inning. So you also had this mixture of young players and the veterans all, I mean, the ultimate team win on Sunday. Right. So Cedric got the, got the fly ball to end the game. As, uh, and how, yeah, how cool was it to see that when they run out on the field, it is Austin Hayes out there with the Gatorade. Like the guy, him and Cedric and Santander, those are the guys that started this rebuild. They've been through this. And to see them celebrate that was pretty special. Yeah, it was. It was. My, you know, I was trying to think about, um, you know, what this, what this means to me, what this means to Baltimore making the playoffs again. And and I do like I hear what you're saying. I don't disagree. Like it's good for Santander and Hayes and Mullins because they've been through a lot of this losing. They're the veterans. They're the ones that have been but, with us. The young yeah. guys are exciting, but those are the guys who have really led the led the charge and kind of it's cool. You know who the only other person who has been through the struggles is Brandon Hyde. And Brandon Hyde's another guy where I'm like, I'm glad he's on this and gets to experience this. Yeah, a lot of managers don't get to see the other side of that. And so it's good for them. If I can throw a button here, I don't know if that's I don't want to say a but and um I don't I there there's someone who I feel even better for than Hyde or Santander or Mullins or Hayes. Or means. Or even means, yeah. Dan Duquette. No, though Mike Elias did give him a shout out. Yeah, no, nice. that was very nice of him. Yeah. Uh, and Elias said that when he got here that he said he th- I mean, I remember I remember Elias saying this right when he got here that he thought the rebuild would go fast. And a lot of people thought he didn't put a, a timestamp on it. Yes. We did 2023. We did. But he, because of the pieces that Duquette had already placed here. Correct. Right. And he was right. Yeah. No. Grayson, outstanding Saturday night. Duquette drafted Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah. Now, one could argue Mike Elias and his crew Built developed. Him. Yes, developed. <laughs> Grayson yes. Rodriguez, which is just as important because we can draft. Orioles were great at drafting good right. pitchers. Correct, correct. But can we develop them? I will give you that. All right, but who do you feel even better for? John Angelos. No, I don't, I don't feel anything for him. The people who I feel really good for, Josh. Yeah. What, what, did, what, what did Deion Sanders say? In the 60 minutes interview, when they asked him who's the best coach in college football, and he said, Get me a mirror. Do, do, do you know who I feel really good about? I feel just give me a mirror and I'll yeah. show you who I feel good about. I feel good yeah. about you, Josh. I feel good about me. I, I feel good about the, the fans, fans. Stuck, with, uh, stuck with this. Yeah. I went into work this morning and a co worker said, um, You know, there was some co workers hanging out, and the co worker says, Oh, I bet you're in a good mood today. Yeah. And like, oh, why, why is he in a good mood? And then she was like, Share the news. And I was like, yeah, they, I mean, it was, she was obviously talking about the Orioles. Yeah, the Orioles uh, are going to the playoffs. And then the other coworker said, well, the Braves are going to the playoffs too. I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the right. Braves go every year though. You know, it's not the same. Um, you haven't been waiting. I mean, I was thinking about Josh. It doesn't seem like we were, it's been that long, but 2016, I was just thinking about my own life in a, All right. with you too, in just a completely different spot in life. I mean, that was before I even had, had children. I mean, yeah. this is Silas. Is this is he's never experienced the playoffs before? Um, um, I need you. Yeah, I need you to go listen to last week's Baltimoreans. Okay, they dealt with this and okay. with, and with the Orioles season and contemplating all of this. And I felt like I I sent it to my wife because I felt like I was laying in a psychiatrist chair, and the psychiatrist said, "All right, so now that I've heard you out and you've told me about your last forty years of." fandom yeah let me explain to you what's going on okay. it was mind-blowing listening to them and they explained um, these feelings i'm having they it sounded like someone was speaking the same feelings that i could not explain and speak out all right that sounds like a bottom line thing, thing yeah. to do yeah um, um because it is it is yes we got a little bit of this in 2016 but it is it's a lifetime ago our lives yeah. are in different places completely different I, w- I was living in Easton. I was um, married with, with with no kids. I had goats. Right. 
I, I, yeah. No, we, was, the only thing that is constant from then is this podcast. Yeah, that's about it. That's about and it. I, and, and, and I got to be careful because at the time, we thought there was a window there, right? We didn't think 2016 was it. <laughs> I mean, we had Manny Machado coming back. Yeah. We had we had Adam Jones, right? We, we had we had Zach Britton, the best closer in baseball. We had Matt Weeders, Jason Cleats, um, Scope, Darren O'Day. Yeah, we had the Machado Scope combination, Hardy. Um, we had a, we had a, a start and rotation that included two young stars who we thought were going to be great in Kevin Gossman and Dylan Bundy. Like there was reason for optimism with that team, not just for 2016, but going forward, not quite the same as it is now. Yeah. Don't compare that to this in that way. Well, I'll say this though, Josh playoffs next year. Aren't guaranteed. No, no, nor nor the year after that, nor the year after that. So you have to appreciate when it happens. I mean, maybe we hope that we'll go on a nice little run here with this core of young players. Cause it is, you think about this core, you think about, and we didn't mention Adley Rutschman's home run the other day. Hardest, what well, what was it? it? Was the it was since they started keeping track of you know statcast and stuff. Yeah, it it was it was uh, the hardest pitch that was that the Orioles any Orioles player that had, had hit a home run against. It was like 101 miles per hour wow. that he hit a home run. Um, Adley. And then defensively, how is it that at least every three days Cedric Mullins is making an amazing play to the point that we're just now assume like he, he makes plays. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't I, I don't watch all the other baseball games, so you know I have not much to compare it to. But give me Gunnar Henderson and Cedric Mullins for the most two most exciting defenders on the planet it's, right now. It's all the time they're doing something. Cedric Mullins tonight threw out a guy at home. Um, it's just it's always it's outstanding. It's fun. We can we have a way we have words to explain this, like just the crazy things of baseball. We talk all the time about how baseball is a crazy sport and it's a special sport. And we we use the term Orioles magic for explaining some of these just amazing things. Big time Orioles magic on Sunday. Yeah, sure. Big time Orioles magic. How do other teams explain this stuff when it because it's gotta happen to other people too, but they don't have Orioles magic. That's us. How do you explain that? Yeah. You know how many times I've referred to something as Orioles magic? Like it doesn't happen to other teams. Like it's something special here. Yeah. I mean, but it it is amazing when you have, I think, better players. Orioles magic tends to happen more often when you have a better squad out there, I think. Yeah, I guess. But uh, but I don't know. It's. Well, come on, when when there's two outs, two strikes, and you and you get the hit you need, that's Orioles magic. Well, I mean, Fangraphs doesn't really understand Orioles magic. No, no, it doesn't. That's the that's definitely an issue. Um, the the celebration yesterday, outstanding coverage by Masson covering the post game celebration. Really fun to see the players light up their own social media with the celebration going live on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Fun to see all that. Um, for a bunch of what's I think perceived as a bunch of mama boys, they, they seem like they, they know how to get down I pretty think, well with a good time. I think it looked like a bunch of frat boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, and, the, the Homer hose became a dong bong. It looked like a bunch of Adleys and Kyle's and gunners getting down. Yeah. Sure. Michael Elias type. Yeah. And then one old man there in the mix getting down on his knees. <laughs> Who are you talking about? There's that's could be multiple people. Oh, John Angelos. Okay. The owner. I I hate that the fact that I love that John Angelos was in that moment. Because John Angelos, if John Angelos would have kept his mouth shut all year, we would have been praising him for yesterday. He is so close from being a hero. He and is, is, is he's such a little knucklehead to make himself the heel I, in this whole situation. It's I unbelievable. Mean, all the defense I did for John Angelos, and then I had to give it all up because he would open his mouth. He would have been such a hero to see the you never see the owner in that celebration. And when the players are, did you see the video of, of him taking the dong bong? Yeah, the players are very supportive. And not only that, they're chanting, get on your knees. Yeah. On yeah. your knees. And and he gets down and does it. Yeah, they were loving I mean, it. Yeah. You gotta love that. And you want him to be your hero. Yeah. And he makes the comment. Hey, the Orioles are going to be in Camden Yards for the next 30 years, he says. Yeah. I just wish someone in Maryland or Baltimore was ready there with the paperwork to say, sign it now. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and maybe Gutter could have been there too while you're at it, sign his extension. <laughs> exactly. All yeah, the did, players have been like, did, did any of the players bring up the fact that, hey, hey, John, didn't you just mention that you're not going to be able to start, re-sign any of us? Didn't, didn't you just say right. that? So and, No, that that's not the time to have this conversation. No, it was it, a moment for the fans, but it's also a moment of you, you got the veterans that have been through this rebuild who are celebrating that they finally got here. You've got all these kids who have dreamt of these moments since they were little kids and they got here. And just to see all this celebration in a locker room of guys who have never been here before. Yeah. Heston Kerstat literally has been there for two days. <laughs> and he's in the laundry cart being covered in condiments. Yeah. What do you think uh, Ryan McKenna is thinking watching I, that in Norfolk? I'm going to bring that up later. Who do you feel bad for? Ryan McKenna, Nick Vespi. Who knows if he was one Tyler the Wells. Tyler Wells. These guys who made a huge impact this season and could not be part of that. Yeah, it's like you feel like you should bring them all back for when we clinch the division, let's bring them all back to, right. to, to experience it. And who knows? McKenna and Vespi might be back up here by then. Yeah, it's just luck but, of the draw. But Batista, Batista standing there with the cigar in his mouth. Yeah. It was just, there's just awesome moments from this celebration. And it's just to get in the postseason. Like yeah. there's still work to be done in the regular season, so we can win this division. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and, and part of celebration too was just such an amazing win. Yeah. After I mean, if you looked at Friday and Saturday and you checked Twitter, you 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 would think that we missed on the playoffs, that we, yeah. we lost the playoffs and the season was over. If if you tuned out How? on Friday, you would think the season's over. But then we come back. Our rookie uh, starter, Grace Rodriguez, has the most dominant start we've that, seen all season. That was a. I am the ace of this team now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We talk about stoppers. Yes, that's what you mean. You you're in a losing streak. We struggled against the Cardinals. We lose the first two to Tampa Bay. If we lose the next two, all of a sudden our hold on the division is gone, right. and, and Tampa Bay is in the driver's seat. Yep. No, um, and then in, in comes Grace Rodriguez, which with eight innings. I don't know. Has any other pitcher gone eight innings this year? I, I think one, I think we have before, but I don't know. I just know that. It it did. It sucked before then. It was our second four-game losing streak of the season, which once I looked at that, I was like, man, we are spoiled this year. So consistent. Yeah, that we've been so consistent that we've only lost four games in a row one other time. And that's also why it hurt so bad before that. But the dominant performance Saturday. And then, yes, the fact that Sunday's win was that huge comeback win in extra innings just added to the celebration. And if you've been watching Rays baseball at all, you know they've been playing well, and they've been doing this crap. They've been coming back again and again and again. Like they're they're the late. You might come back, Kings. It's, it's the Rays. Um, and so to to make Fairbanks or closure throw like forty pitches, something silly, um, and and to do it against right. their their most their strength with this is a bullpen, right? Most of it's amazing. Thrown all all year. Oh yeah, by by far. Um, yeah, just at a. I, an amazing win, and then, yeah, I mean, I don't think the celebration happens at all, honestly. I mean, Tampa Bay didn't didn't even celebrate but, but, because Tampa Bay clinched the yes the playoff. But to be two. fair, they've been yeah. in the playoffs for the past five years. Yeah, but so, they were. I mean, they had the uh, material to celebrate. Right, they had the right. They got they clinched just like us, and and they were set up in the locker room yeah. to do a celebration, and it would and they chose not to. And the Orioles probably would have still celebrated. I don't. I don't think they would have. But I think it would have been awkward. I think you celebrate because you say, oh, well, this is about the whole year. This is about a year of getting to this point and all the games. Maybe. But it makes it awkward, especially to then struggle in the series so bad that you would have lost, been tied at first place going out of there. The fact that we can go out of there, split, still two games up, plus the tiebreaker is huge. Yeah, we're definitely in the driver's seat going here at the end of the season. Um, um yeah. Josh, did you in the celebration? Is it Kevin Brown and the announcers were into it? Is that uh, normal? I don't. That is, no, no. I, I mean, we haven't. I haven't experienced playoff celebrations enough. That is not to normal. know what's normal. I thought that was a little bit weird. But. That is that is not normal. Okay, but, but that is this team. That is what makes this team different than the team that we last time we got into here. What, that, that a guy could be suspended and then also still be invited to well, that, celebration? No, that the team has been so bad for so long that the broadcasters also struggled through those bad years. The broadcasters 
were part of the rebuild. They were. They really they, were. They fired everybody when the last got there and brought yeah. in these guys right at the beginning of the rebuild. Right. They they well, I don't think it was at the beginning of the rebuild. I think it was COVID. I think COVID killed the last broadcast crew. Well, not physically killed them, but they got rid of them. But they cleared house. They cleared house. So I feel like the broadcast crew was part of the rebuild too. I think the fact that it's all these young guys, I love there's a shot of Ben McDonald like holding up the the Homer hose for someone to, to take a drink out of. I'd never I didn't see him drinking out of it, but he was at least participating. Yeah. And I think there was been some there's camaraderie. I can't even say that word. But uh, there's something special about the broadcast crew and the players and them all getting along. You don't see that all the time. And the fans seem pretty attached to Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald. I don't know about everybody else, but Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald and, of course, Jim Palmer, they're pretty attached to. No, and it was just, yeah, huge win, huge celebration for uh, the town. It's... I remember this feeling from years ago that it puts a special feeling around the city and you and I are experiencing a little differently out of town now. So you're like, you're right. You said, went, said, went to work. People said something. I had the same thing. I got some phone calls uh, and some text messages, people happy for us. Yeah. And you're right. That's, that's who I feel good for. I feel good for my dad. I feel good for you. I feel good for me. I feel good for the city of Baltimore. I feel good for the people because listen, I mean, this is just a life lesson here that, um, it's really hard to wait for things, but then when you're forced to wait for things, it makes you appreciate it more when you actually get it. Like we we, we, we uh, do not take a, a playoff berth for granted here in Baltimore. Did you cry? Uh, did I cry? No, cry? I, didn't, I, I didn't cry. Um, it's going to take more than a playoff berth to to get me to cry. Uh, watching the celebrations, my eyes might have watered a little bit. Really? Yeah. No, it was fun. I was watching. I mean, we watched. My son and I watched together that ninth inning. I'm sorry that 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 yeah that ninth, tenth, and eleventh inning, um, and kind of it was on in the bedroom and jumping up on the bed, screaming, yeah. and it was it was a pretty cool moment for for us like that. Yeah, that's that's really it was awesome. Um, can we go back one other game day before Friday night? Okay, the, the game sucked. Yeah, yeah, retirement. Oh, sure. Before Jack Flaherty ruined it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we spoke about this last week, about it upcoming. But I think the Orioles did an excellent job with retiring Adam Jones and getting so many key players back. It would have been really special if the Orioles could have won Friday and or even somehow worked it out to clinch Friday um, because you had all those guys that we mentioned and we loved in the house for that Adam Jones ceremony, which was really neat to see Nick Marcakis and him back together again and the other guys. Yeah, it took him long enough, but but good. Yeah, it was good to, to honor and recognize Adam Jones. Goodness knows he, he, he's he been wanting to be recognized and honored. <laughs> he's been wanting to be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's not, I don't mean, I don't mean that as a criticism. No, I guess no, that sounds not, bad, but like. It sounds like, it sounds like Pete Rose treatment. Guys, I'm over here. I'm over yeah. here. Can I come in? Yeah, like everybody knows Adam Jones loves Baltimore, wants to yeah. be a part of the Orioles. Like this is not news. No, he, like he's very vocal about it. Oh, yeah. And the Orioles, I mean, this going back to even his playing days, the Orioles did not reciprocate. And so finally the Orioles reciprocated. Right. Um, which makes me feel feel good for Adam yeah. Jones because now I unrequited love do. is hard to live with. Yeah. yeah. And I hope now they do things with him in the future. Adam Jordan would love to do that. Right. I'd love to see like <laughs> community involvement and stuff and have him involved. It would be great. Yeah, no, that was a good ceremony. And um, yeah, the Orioles are doing a lot right this year. So that's good. Yeah. So um all right. So we're making it through the rebuild. You and I predicted this five years ago when we started saying twenty twenty three. When Michael Az was hired. Yeah. Yeah. And and even other I remember other podcasts and other Oriole fans kind of laughing at us for saying 2023 like oh you guys are real optimistic it's gonna happen yeah but so maybe this is eight, ten years yeah this takes a long time you guys right you guys don't know what you're talking about yeah well uh anyway i thought we could the baltimore banner did a great job breaking down some dates that have happened since then as part of the rebuild and i thought maybe we'd see how your timeline in your head works if you could uh, follow along with this yeah, I have no sense of timelines, but okay, right. let's try. So they, they, this rebuild starts on July 18th, 2018. What do you think the Orioles did on July 18th? 2018, July 18th. 
They traded Manny Machado. Oh, they traded Manny Machado. Fire sale. Okay, I was so ready for another moment in time to be the start of the rebuttal. But I know, I know. But but yeah, a little early. But I blowing up that team. They blew up the team. Right. They really. um, Man, now I'm blanking on using El Diaz. Is that is that the guy's name? The the star outfitter we got. Yes. In the trade, he was a top 100 yeah. prospect. Yes. Um, and did not, never made it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but we uh, got Dean Kramer. That's not bad. From that a field. couple weeks later, August 10th, 2018. Oh, that's after the trade deadline. So we didn't trade anybody else. At Adam Jones' insistence. Oh, Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins runs yeah. out in the field first. Yeah. Now he's, he struggled. But he's yeah, not yeah, leader on this team. I know that was amazing, and we I remember having the conversation, thinking, and we talked about this at the time that Cedric Mullins, it's kind of cool he's handing over to two of the young kids, but Cedric Mullins, if he's the best we have as far as the young kids, maybe right. we're in trouble. Exactly, because it was it wasn't being handed over as all right. You're kind of sucked now for five years. Yeah, oh. and and even like Cedric Mullins wasn't even like a top prospect. Like it's not like he was a a top five prospect or top no. 100 prospect in baseball. It was like, just because he, he plays the same position as Adam Jones. Yeah. And he's the best we got. So, right. um, and he's young. Um, and I mean, I think if you, you think about the journey of Cedric Mullins, and maybe this comes up again in your timeline, but I mean, it kind of mirrors a lot of the remarkable stories on this team, right? Like a right. Cano and Batista come out of, out of, out of nowhere, a Ryan O'Hearn having a career year. I mean, Cedric Mullins went from being a pretty good prospect to an absolute bum, triple-A, yeah. double-A, and then completely turned his career around to be one of the best center footers in baseball. So No, that's why that's why I love that moment on the timeline. Because yeah. I remember it. I remember it happening. Yeah, where they and, pushed Cedric Mullins out, kind of this awkward moment, Cedric Mullins ran and, out there by himself. And yeah, we, sure. we, we talked about it on here, and we talked about it kind of being annoying and, and not like Cedric, it might not be the future. Like you're putting a lot of pressure on this kid. Yeah. All right, October 3rd, 2018, three days after the end of the season that saw them just win 47 games, the Orioles... Oh, was that when they fired Duquette? Fired Duquette and Buck Showalter. Yeah. All right, now, a month later, November 16th, 2018. Hired Michael Elias. Hired Michael Elias. December 14th, 2018. Oh, that sounds like a Rule 5 draft. That is during the winter meetings. Tyler Wells, Rule 5 draft, maybe? No, they hired someone. Oh, Sigmaidel? No. Oh, Kirby? For international scouting? Oh, no. Uh, Brandon Hyde. They hired a manager. Oh, Brandon Hyde. Okay, okay, okay. Hired a manager. All right. Now, season sets up. March 28th, 2019, the Orioles set their opening day roster for the first season under the new regime. Who... With a great changeup, made the cut. John Means? John Means. So John Means was one of those guys there to begin the rebuild as, as well. Yes. April 22nd, 2019, Mullins option to triple A because he sucked. Yep, and then later double A. Yep. All right. June 3rd, 2019. Are we at the draft yet? Elias drafts. Adley Rutschman. Yep. Correct. And See, that's he, when I think of the start is the Adley Rutschman. Um, but yeah, but certainly came on started before that. And then who's he draft after Adley? Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. All right. September 7th, 2019. This former third round pick gets the call from AAA Norfolk. Uh, the first kind of young prospect we're finding. He made a big league debut in 2017 and is finally healthy and ready to make an impact. Batting 309 in Austin Hayes games. Austin Hayes. Okay. There you go. All right. So December 4th, 2019, two months after the end of 108 losses, the the Orioles acquire four pitchers from the Angels in exchange for Dylan Bundy. Can you name one of those pitchers? Kyle Bradish. Kyle Bradish. Bradish. Yeah. All right, so now we've got we've got Cedric Mullins, we've got Austin Hayes, we've got John Means, we've got, got, Arnie, we've got Gunner. Teams starting to come together. Yep. Um, though, adding Gunner not on the team yet, but yeah, yeah, they, they're in the system. All right, I don't, I I don't care about COVID 
that doesn't affect us. June 10th. Yeah, well, it did affect in the sense that people thought, oh, does this put a year behind the rebuild? Correct. And then there was all that talk about the complex or whatever, where we had Adley and a bunch of young young guys there making improvements. Correct. They they go in this article and use it to talk about how also Trey Mancini had dealt with cancer. Okay. And, no, and, Trey's a great story. I don't see that as part of the rebuild story. Yeah, and 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 I think one could argue here that um, perhaps that COVID year, we seem to be on top of our stuff. Yes. And other teams, you find out later, didn't run any camps, didn't really check in with players. We're not, we're not kind of doing the best they could in this kind of awkward downtime where the Orioles seem to make the most of it. So maybe a little edge there uh, with the Orioles taking advantage of that time True. better than other teams. True. Uh, June 10th. 2020. Though no games are being played, the MLB draft goes on as scheduled. The number two overall pick is by the Orioles. Yep. Guy just hit a home run. Hassan Kerstad. Hassan Kerstad. Who, by, by the way, um, there's a lot of people saying, you know, we should, I think it was Austin Martin or something. There was another guy we, we, we should we should have um, picked. Right. Uh, I mean, that pick was not a popular pick at the time. No. We still don't know how the, how it'll shape up. Right. But but I think right now it looks pretty good. All right. And who did they draft 28 picks later? Uh, Westberg. State, Jordan Westberg. Yeah. All right. August 21st, 2020. Uh, this outfielder, this outfielder makes his big league debut and he would then hit 333 in that shortened season. Outfielder makes his big league it's not Santander, it's not Mullins. No. It's not Austin Hayes. I'll tell you, it's a little trick. It's a trick. You're tricking me here. Pretty good yeah. outfielder. Let me tell you, it says then an outfielder. Oh, then an he, outfielder. He, he no longer plays the outfield. Okay, is that a like a Ryan Mountcastle situation? That, that is a Ryan Mountcastle makes his debut August okay. 21st, 2020. September 6th, 2020. This guy impresses in his first big league start, striking out seven Yankees over six innings of one-run ball. Was that Cobb Radish in his first start? No, this righty would allow 10 earned runs in 18 and two-thirds innings in a season that saw the Orioles finish 10 games below 500. Oh, is that Dean Kramer? That is Dean Kramer. Okay. Yeah. All right. One holdover from the Manny trade. Going full circle here. All right. Speaking of, speaking of pitching. This guy no hits the Mariners on May fifth, twenty twenty one. Close to perfect game too. Uh, that's John Means. That's John. I was. Uh, I'll never forget that. I was in the dentist chair, um, <laughs> and then we did a podcast right after to celebrate. And I was still had shot up with Novocaine, could barely talk. All right. Uh, let's see. July eleventh. Uh, Michael Elias drafts Sam Houston State outfielder Colton Cowser. Colton Cowser. And then in July, I don't know who he drafts after that. Actually, I don't know either. July <laughs> July thirteenth, twenty twenty one. This person starts in center field for the American League All Star team. Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins, which was his incredible year where he got thirty home runs, thirty thirty stolen bases. Yeah, but the team still lost a hundred and ten games. But at least there, you said, okay, now a center fielder we can build around. We have a catcher we can build around, and. We got a bunch of outfielders in the draft that that are, are on their way. So um, I think even then they was start. We were starting to realize. Wait a minute, this is heading the right direction. April 29th, twenty twenty two. This guy makes his first start in Baltimore, allowing two earned runs to the Red Sox over six innings. Is that Cal Bradish? That is Cal Bradish. May twenty first, twenty twenty two. This person finally gets the call. Triplin in his first game. Mm. Yep, Rutschman. Adley Rutschman. Yeah, we go. It's the it's the Orioles' top prospect way. Triplin your first at bat. I, I, I this guy. I like that uh, the Orioles that they put this guy in here. But July seventeenth, twenty twenty two, the Orioles draft Jackson Holiday. I don't know if I would count that into the rebuild yet, but it's still exciting future. If you think about the future, I was thinking about this the other day, as far as just left-handed hitters. I mean, when we face a righty, we're going to have, and some of the switch hitters, but Adley switch hitter, Santander switch hitter, 
Gunner, lefty. Kerstet, lefty. Mullins, lefty. Jackson Holiday, lefty. Like, we're going to have murderer's row of lefties. Oh, and we play in a ballpark that's really friendly to lefties and not friendly to righties. So it's, it's almost like it was on purpose. It's almost like this whole thing was planned. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, August 1st. 2022, despite owning a surprising 500 record at the trade deadline, the O's trade Mancini to the Astros as part of a three-team deal and Jorge Lopez to the Twins. Who do we get in exchange? Uh, the, the big name we get, which wasn't the big name at the time, but is now is Yenir Cano. That's right. Trade. We get All right. um, Seth. Is it Seth Johnson? The, the yeah. pitcher at Tommy John surgery. Um, and then we get a couple international guys um, in the Jorge Lopez deal. And we also get – who's the other pitcher we get? Now, is it Chase McDermott? Who's the other pitcher? I, I don't the, know. Okay, another pitcher. But after making this trade, all the media gathers around Mike Elias in the away team dugout. Buster Olney was not happy. And what does Mike Elias say that people then made fun of him for? And they were talking a year ago. He said – Oh, uh, the liftoff quote? I think it's liftoff from here for this team. Yeah, yeah. No wonder Michael Elias is laughing and, and chugging the dong bong yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and those, I mean, y- and Yenir Cano was a big piece, not to mention, I mean, Jorge Lopez is back there, but is now back on the team. So it makes it, the trade even looks more laughable. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but Yenir Cano is a big part of this, of this team. Like, I don't know if we're exactly in the same spot without Cano. And so if you, if you, you know, look in retrospect and, and Mancini, oh, love Mancini, where's Mancini even playing? Is, I think it's AAA somewhere. I know. I think he's, I think he's cut. I don't think he's signed anywhere now. Yeah. Cup, he might be, yeah, he might be cut. Then he cut, got cut. Um, in retrospect, both those <laughs> trades were the absolute right move. Yes, correct. At the time. Yep. And people didn't want to hear it, but they were the right moves. You traded two guys at kind of, I mean, Jorge Lopez, you definitely and, trade him at his peak. And Trey Mancini, you trade him while you could still get something. Right. They boring. both got they both got cut from their teams this year. Yep. So um August 31st, 2022. Capping a whirlwind season. This person joins the big league roster. He homers in his debut with his helmet toppling to the ground and his hair flapping. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Say no more. Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson, who talk about a huge part of this season. Like he had that slow start and then he's just been on fire as like no question the rookie of the year. Yeah, it's not even questioning. First step, I guess, you know, it used to be with Machado and Weeders and Rutschman, triple hit a triple the first step at. But now Gunnar and Kerstet, you know, maybe this is a new wave where they say no triple. We hit a home run in our first major league at bat. So Gunnar and Kerstet, both with home runs in the first major league at bat. No pressure, uh, Jackson Holiday, but October 5th, 2022. The season ends, given the Orioles, after five consecutive losing seasons, they finished four games above 500, but missed the postseason. Yeah. December 16th, 2022. At the winter meetings, the Orioles sign a veteran righty. Who is it? Um, I thought you were going to say. Fangraphs gives us zero percent chance to make the playoffs. No, um, um, that that'd be Kyle Gibson. That's Kyle Gibson. Gibby. Yeah. All right. Speaking of guys who made a big impact yesterday, January third, Adam Frazier. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Big impact. Yeah, the big, uh, the, the big Orioles double. got this guy for cash considerations from the Royals. Oh, Ryan O'Hearn. Ryan O'Hearn. Yeah. All right. Ah, uh, let's see. April 5th, an injured Bradish opens the door for Rodriguez to make his debut in his home state of Texas. The righty strikes out five, but allows two runs over five innings. June 26th, after winning the minor, Orioles Minor League Player of the Year award the previous season, this player makes his major league debut. Oh, is that Colt Kowser? Makes five hits in his first three games. It's not Colton Kowser? Jordan Westberg. Oh, Jordan Westberg. He was the minor league player of the year last year? He was. 
good for him. Uh, about just over a week later, about 10 days later, following a strong start in Norfolk, this guy joins the big leagues, but hits just 115 in limited playing time. Is that Colton Cowser? That is Colton Cowser. Yeah. July 11th, Hayes, Batista, Rushman, and Cano all appear in the All-Star game. Uh, July 17th, 23. No mention the Rutschman Home Run Derby performance? Uh, no. Hey, that is not in there. That, right. that would be a good one to put in there. July 17th, Rodriguez returns to the big leagues to face the Dodgers. Also, no mention the Ryan McKenna dropped ball at Boston to open the season. Right. No, I like that this one's on here too. September 14th, 2023. After Ryan Mountcastle is removed from a game early with shoulder discomfort, Kerstead gets the call from Triple A Norfolk. He hits his first major league home run one day later. Yeah, and like a 10 to 1 loss. And then yesterday, the Orioles clinch a postseason berth for the first time since 2016 when the Cleveland Guardians beat the Texas Rangers. I mean, that's the little sub note is that yesterday's win had nothing to do with them clinching. So that's your that's your timeline cool. of the rebuild, which I think is pretty neat to look through. And it would be a cool like uh one it'd be a cool little graphic thing, like how like if you go to Atlanta behind home plate, they have that like history of the Braves and you can go through the timeline and stuff. It'd be cool yeah. to have that a little video timeline link for the Orioles rebuild. Yeah. I mean, and, and you put it like that, and there are some things that didn't go according to plan. I mean, Colton Cowser didn't work out so far. Deal Hall, they really want to make a starter. He didn't really work out, although he's a he's another guy that's a Duquette guy. Um, but like, th- there's some small things that we can. I mean, even this year with the injury to Batista, we'll see if he comes back. There's some small things that didn't work out the way you were hoping. I think if you're the Orioles, yeah. But for the most part, it's like you call it Orioles magic. Call what you want. It's like ninety percent of the stuff that needed to work out has worked out kind of better than we could have hoped, right? Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's wild that Adley Rutschman is so good and he's not our best player. He's not even our best position player. Right. Gunner is right now. Right. Gunner is like, the best player on our team. Right. Like Adley is doing great, but we just moved him out of leadoff because he was struggling. Right. And and Adley's still good. I mean, he's still he crushed at home run. He's still no. Uh, you could argue the best catcher in, in, in baseball, certainly top three catcher in baseball. Um, I mean, this all starts. I think this is the moment the season turns around, right? A lot of people say when Adley was caught up. Yes. Um, you know, the that's when a sweepless streak starts. Um, and, and so, but like who would have thought that Gunnar Henderson would turn out to be a better player? And it's still early in their careers. Like we don't know what's going to happen in two, three, four, five years. But right now, Gunner's a better player, even two years younger. Gunner's a better player, which is unbelievable. And so it's just so many things have worked out for this team from small things like the Ryan O'Hearn stuff to the Cano stuff to bigger things like you hit on, on all these drafts. You hit on Grace Rodriguez going back to, 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 to Dan Duquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit on Adley Rutschman, of course. But then you also hit in the second picks with um, Gunner Henderson. You also hit with Jordan Westberg. Right. Counselor, um, hopefully, maybe. Yeah, and curse it, hopefully. But you're yeah. just hitting, hitting, hitting with all this stuff. And and that's how you get to here by um, kind of being really – And Austin Hayes staying healthy. I thought at some point, I thought, here's Nolan Reimold again. Yes. They'll be able to stay healthy. But all of a sudden, Austin Hayes is healthy, a key contributor to, to this team. Ryan Mountcastle uh, hopefully comes back soon from the shoulder injury. Um, he's had a huge year. It's just everything's kind of – going well for us and part of that orioles magic is that it could be anyone that it's always someone different that that's the player of the game that makes the right play that gets the the bunt down when necessary yeah ryan O'Hearn with a bunt what was that nonsense and <laughs> it was it's he, first bunt of his career and you never seen anybody with a cheesier smile than when he was running to the head it was the perfect bunt yes. that he great. laid down it was it was great so um I don't know. It's like, and we're in the driver's seat for winning this division now. I know we've got a tough series with Houston, but everyone wants to. St- I was reading something where they're like, "Oh, well, the the Rays have an easier schedule going out." But when you look, 
the Rays still have two series against um, the Blue Jays. Yeah, and the Blue Jays still trying to win. Yeah, the Blue Jays are still trying to win and get in the wild card spot. So there's going to be some tough divisional games for them. So we're definitely in the driver's seat. Our magic number is ten, which means there's got to be a combination of us winning or Rays losing that adds up to ten. Look at Josh. Not just shouting out the magic number, but for new 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 listeners, he he recognizes there's some bandwagoners on here. Josh defines the magic number. Did you know how the magic number worked? Yes, I knew how the magic number worked. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Sometimes I get lost in all these discussions as far as like I understand like we get the tiebreaker, but then people are breaking out these stats. Like if we go 13 and four and the Rays go 17 and 0, then we'll still win and we'll be ahead by two games. Um, right. And I hate when people do that because oh, and and we got the tiebreaker, so balance that in. Yeah, so we're not two games ahead; we're, we're three. three games ahead. But we're still two because but if they still... have three more wins than us, yeah. But so, the loss column, yeah, it's just right, exactly. all these yeah. discussions annoy me. And I hate when people right. predict how many wins oh. teams will get. I mean, I, we saw the Rays open up the season with thirteen in a row. It's not unheard of that a team can go and win 13, huh. 13 in a row. And so, yeah. unless you're going to break down how many exact wins. For the rest of the season, <laughs> it's just silly to take guesses. Well, the Rays would probably go seven and five, and the Orioles can just go five and seven and oh. still win. No, but I, I have, but I like I have a little chart with ten boxes. Okay. And if the Orioles win, I cross out a box. This is and like um, lose, I cross out a box. This is it's like, like it's like uh, countdown to Christmas. Yeah, what's the what's this calendar's called? When you open up and you get a piece of chocolate each day. It's um uh. 12 days of Christmas? No. No, there's a there's a name for this. I know there's a name for it. I'm just blanking on it. I'm I'm blanking. Christmas countdown. Um Nativity calendar. Is it that is that a nativity calendar, right? Advent calendar, right? Advent. Is it Advent? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you 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 need a playoff calendar. Where every time we get a magic number closer, you open up and get a little Orioles treat. I mean, I, I think I think we can figure something out maybe next time. It's a little late now. Okay. Well, I'm just saying you can put it on BerlinSports.com too. Call it the I playoff know, calendar, the magic number calendar. I'm I just get, I mean, I'm not doing your job for you, but just something to think about. No, I like your idea. I just gotta figure out how to do it. I did put on for this week or for three days. 20% off everything at birdlandsports.com to celebrate the playoff postseason. I hate it when you do that, Josh. You should be jacking up the prices now that people are pumping the Orioles. You should I, everything plus 20%. I texted you because I was irritated because I was going to buy a Take October shirt. Yeah. And then I looked and the t-shirt was 40 bucks. Yeah. And I feel like I rip people off sometimes that my t-shirts are $25. No, you're not ripping them off. You're and then I realized I am good not ripping people off. You're too good to them. And right now, with the twenty percent off, you can get two prices, two two of my shirts for the price of a Take October shirt, and the Take October shirt is going to look the same for every team in Major League Baseball. Nothing special. You know, last time I bought a Baltimore jersey, jersey, like uh, I don't know, uh, I I don't I have no idea. Um, an Orioles jersey? No, no, no. I said Baltimore jersey. <laughs> Oh, oh, Super Bowl. It was Ray Lewis Super Bowl jersey. Yeah. Super Bowl jersey. All right, yes. Um, you getting what you getting a Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, or Jorge Batista when the Orioles win the World Series? This Not year. getting the Jorge Batista, that's for sure. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um Let's say that I'm I'm gonna wait to the World Series. They get to the World Series, I'll, I'll buy a jersey. Yes, and I believe isn't that what we did? Like. The week before the Super Bowl, we went to Models and bought our Super Bowl jersey yep. to wear to the Super yep. Bowl. So yes, Models made good money with that. Are they still in business? Um, I don't know. I believe so. I, don't I heard that. I heard Dicks in the Baltimore area had to take October shirts like that day out. Oh really? For sale, yeah. So um, I imagine they are still available. And but you're right. I will. I do not have. Do I, I have a Rutschman jersey. I bought one from China. Okay. I have a Chinese uh, black Rutschman jersey. No, but I, I will have buy, jerseys, no jersey. I have the only official jersey I have is the Soroka jersey. And I will buy a white Adley or Gunner jersey 
official, like whatever, $150 jersey for the World Series. Yeah, it's got that emblem on there. Well, it's exactly. got the emblem. It's got to have the emblem. Yes. Yeah, it's got the emblem. Got to get the extra there. patch. And I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. Whose jersey to get? There's, I don't know. Uh, you could go Rodriguez. You could go Batista. Um, just, just not Jorge Lopez. I was getting Lopez. <laughs> I was trying to. Get I, yeah, I know where you're going with that. And I want yeah. Batista. Yeah. No, you really can't. There's so many guys. It's hard to go wrong. Maybe you can make a play for the future. Go to Kerstat. Get creative. I don't know. Um, hey, Smolens, stick with the guys who got you through. Yeah, that. it's not on there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's um, really you're the only one you could really go wrong with is um, Urias. Really. No, I don't. You can't even go wrong there. Like Mateo, I'm like a Mateo. Jersey. Even Mateo's cool. But Mateo's cool because when he makes those, when he's on the base to speed and run, those are exciting times and exciting oh, we, games. Yeah, my son loves watching him play. Like he is, even if he leaves after this year, like he was, he's just such an exciting player um, that I would, I would rep his jersey with pride. Um, is there McKenna? Would McKenna be the one to avoid? Hey, listen, McKenna Maybe. signed Silas's first ever autograph. We met McKenna downtown Annapolis when they were doing that caravan thing. The, um, yeah, the winter caravan. So, and, and I feel like, I don't know, I, I resonate with the, the fourth outfitter type. So I kind of like that. Kind of the, right. the, the blue I collar, can. fourth outfielder. I, yeah, I, actually, I could rock a McKenna. Now you're convincing me to get a McKenna no, jersey. I, I could do a McKenna. I think it's the rentals that I want to do. I want to do a Fujinami. I want to do an Aaron Hicks. Bullpen guys in general are a little bit hard. A Dia Hall could be cool, though. A Hall would be cool. I might even go with an Adam Frazier. Yeah. Because he's got the career and and all. So I I could be okay with that. I probably wouldn't go Kyle Gibson. Um, No, I'm not not going Gibby. Not going Jack Flaherty. I don't. He might not get a World Series jersey either. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I think no, but you get a ring just for being a part of it, right? But but do you get a jersey in the store? No, the store? Jersey, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Do they even bother stocking anyone besides Eddie Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson in the store? And Mullen? yeah, yeah, I don't know what kind of options they have. I think that's outrageous. They don't have every player, even yeah. now that you can't go in the team store and can't get any well, single and, player. I think it's a little bit outrageous. And that's what the brave the Braves had every single player. Because they had a store that had the little machine. Yeah. So you go in there and you can get it customized for any player you wanted or your yeah. own. Now, as I'm saying that, the Orioles might have that. They do have that. Because they have like this touch screen where you can go. Yeah, they have a little kiosk. Yeah. And I don't well, the know. The Braves had a whole setup. Right. Yeah. I don't know if the Orioles is ready the same day. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, yes, they do have a way to do that. Yeah. It's um, really a little busy the week before the World Series. Real quick, I got to mention this: the Fangraphs more d- d- disrespect. Yeah, um, yeah, constant disrespect. The only time I heard saw a little respect was on Baseball Tonight today, where they were talking. And was it Tim Kirchin who was on there today? Who I like said, Tim Kirchin. I think it was Tim Kirchin who was saying he does. He, the Orioles won't be the favorite going into the playoffs, but there's something special about this team that he will never count them out. They fight. Right. That's not disrespectful. So that no, that's what I'm saying. That was the first time I've seen some respect. Okay. Well, anyway, Fangraphs came out with their power rankings today. <laughs> okay. Let me guess. Fourth. They break them into tiers. Okay. Right. So they have tier one, tier two, tier three. All right. Tier one is the Braves. You know who else is in tier one? The Rays. The Rays, who we yeah. just we just beat and we have the division lead. Oh, sorry. Take away those that 13 game winning streak. At the beginning of the season, and where do you put them? Yeah, it gets worse. Tier two: Dodgers, Rangers, and Astros. Blue Jays, Mariners. The That's Blue Jays. Right. So we now have two divisional teams that are beneath us. Yeah, one of those right. teams, Rangers, Blue Jays, and Mariners, aren't going to make the playoffs. By the way, um, and then you go to tier three. And there are the Astros, Orioles, Brewers, Cubs, Twins, Phillies. We're there with the Brewers and the Cubs. So we have the best record in the American League. Yes. But they're saying we're a tier three team. Yeah. We have the highest luck factor, Josh. Because computers cannot calculate Orioles magic. 
because you know what? They probably used the other stat that went around today is here's what the records would look like if the teams that won one run games now lost one run games. And oh, look, the Orioles only have 70 wins and they're in third place. But it's like, who cares what the computer says? Because we won those one run games. Yeah. According to team quality, they have a stat that kind of takes into account all the important stats that Bangraphs tracks. And they come up with this one number called team quality. And according to team quality, we are the eighth best team. You don't know what team quality is. That's not team quality is not something you can calculate. But Josh, they use WRC plus. Okay. In, in this metric, they use, I don't even know what this, I don't know what they use. There's all these letters. RAA. Okay. The, That's uh, part of team quality. Right. Okay. The rated American association. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's not pretty for the Orioles. Yeah. But, but, what is pretty is the scoreboard for the Orioles. Yeah, listen, I'll take being ranked eighth with the best record in the American League any day of the week. Yeah, and I'll take I'll take another. We got another five innings, one run game from John Means today. I'll take that from John Means as he's coming back. Yeah, I haven't turned on the game at all. I'm going to turn it on and watch it. Try to catch up here at the end. Verlander and Means, I assume it's a loss, but it's all right. We'll get him tomorrow. Orioles playing well. All right, look at that. All right, so did we cover? Did we cover where we're at right now? Yeah, I think we're, I'm. I'm feeling good with where we're at. I am gonna, yeah, I I'm gonna be buying my my plane ticket soon. Now it's Southwest, so I can adjust the dates. But it's pretty set now that we're going to Baltimore at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point we're going to Baltimore. Um, I'm I'm gonna wait a week. We'll revisit this next week. Um, I want a little more confidence here. We'll see how we do against the Astros. We'll see how the Rays do, and we'll revisit next week and, and see where we're at. Um, do, do we go home for a wild card game? Josh, why do I go on SeatGeek and these stupid sites, and they're already listing Oriole playoff tickets for sale? Um, I don't know. I don't know how that works because they haven't officially sold any yet. Right, and this was last week that I looked. And they had like a bunch of seats for sale. I mean, all of them, they were like $1,500 for a ticket. But how do they have even have tickets? I guess, for it's, I guess it's people that know they're getting them. Yeah, maybe like. Because, yeah, but, and they were everywhere in the field. It wasn't just like box seats. It was like everywhere. I don't know. It was just weird to me. Yeah, it it makes know. me think that those SeatGeek things are, are scams. Oh, well, they're, they're, whatever it is, they're all scams because they've got deals with the teams and stuff. So, yeah, it's like, I don't know when are the Orioles, I don't know when the Orioles um, tickets go out, out, but. I think today, and I think for 13-game plans tomorrow, okay. maybe. And then after that, they're supposed to open it up for Birdland members to buy more. Yeah. Is there a lottery ready to sign up for? Have that's you signed up for something? I haven't seen anything for a lottery I that's what I was going to ask because we got to sign up for whatever lottery because if I'm traveling up to Baltimore, I need to go to two games. Yeah, and I'm gonna if I can get another ticket, I'll get another ticket. What do you mean another ticket? I mean, I mean, if I can get two tickets instead of one ticket to a game, I'll take two tickets. Okay, all right, all right. you take it. You're, but you already talked to Silas that he can't go, right? He's under the impression that he's not going. Sure. Oh, but you might surprise him. Well, if I can get another ticket, there's no. I mean, oh, that's okay. a, a long shot. But gotcha. I'm yeah. not going to turn down another ticket if I can get one. No, I hear what you're saying. It's also an expensive, an expensive option. How much? Well, you don't think tickets cost a lot more than a regular season game? Of course they do. Josh, three three six to get a ticket. How much it costs for postseason? Yes. I don't know. For an ALDS, fifty sixty bucks. Yeah, I would say fifty bucks. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what do tickets cost to see the Baltimore Orioles in the MLB postseason? Why is this a, this is an article on the New York Post? I don't know if they've listed their prices yet, but but I would guess fifty bucks for the upper deck, which at, is at time of publication. Postseason home game tickets start at a hundred and sixty nine dollars before fees. That's not true. That's not true. It doesn't cost one hundred sixty nine dollars for a three three six. That's not true. As we'll revisit we this next week once we get our tickets. Okay, this is an art. This, this is from Vivid Seats. 
Okay, yeah, that might be an average seat cost. That's the current average seat cost. That will come down a little bit. And it depends. Game one and two is cheaper than a game five. Oh, yeah. Game seven. Because, um, like, yeah, game five, six, seven of the World Series, they're going to be the most expensive games. And those are right. going to be the games that we but have. But you think the Orioles will charge more for, I mean, it's certainly secondhand, but the Orioles will charge more for a game two, t- I mean, game seven ticket than they will a game three ticket? I don't believe face value does, but everyone online. Right, but I'm not I'm not going online. No, it's, it's like I'm it's not like, buying a ticket secondhand. No, it's like I was telling you our Super Bowl tickets had a face value of twelve fifty, but then they were going for ten grand on the on the secondhand market. Yeah, it's insane we didn't sell those secondhand. I know, know that would be awkward to sell yeah. them. <laughs> it, it was way too awkward to sell them as a gift and seats where we would it'd be obvious if we sold them, but yeah. it was yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Orioles, as far as I can tell, do not have any information yet. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, I, I would drop 50 bucks an extra ticket. Yeah, sure. I would. And then, uh, I, I, you know, the, the, I looked up the Braves, too. So, you know, and I, and I the, the Braves, you got to sign up for a newsletter. And if you sign up for a newsletter, you, <laughs> you get early access or a code to have early access. Oh well, I got to sign up for that. You signed. Yeah, up you should sign that. up for the Braves newsletter. What was it? What you search just Braves postseason? Yeah, Braves postseason tickets or something, and they have a newsletter. All right, so so sign up for the newsletter, get early that. access. Um, though I don't even know if I would buy a ticket. Um, if the Orioles were in it, you would. Yeah, but they don't put the World Series tickets on sale till later. Right. This was just for division and championship series. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. It's just like the division series or the champ championship series could be in Tampa. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So I should look at Tampa Bay, signing up for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, we got to do the same thing about sure. looking up going there. Yeah. You see, they uh, soft announced today, like not official announced, but leaked to now today that the Rays are getting a new stadium. Yeah, in St. Petersburg. In St. Peter, which is awesome because I do like St. Petersburg. I do too. Um, uh, I just don't like the trap. I don't mind the trap. The but 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 Josh, have you figured out all the math to see do you know who will be playing in the ALCS? Who's I have I have figured it out. Okay. So if we at the time uh, that I was looking, if we won the division and things stayed the way, it would be like we would play the winner of Houston Tampa. I believe it was. For the ALDS? Yes. Right, because we would play the highest seed right. possible. We would have to play the, the one seed. We're the one seed, so we would play the lowest seed, right? Possible. No, well, I think highest seed, highest number. Yes, highest number means lowest seed. Mm, I say highest seed because it's the highest number. But yeah, so it's um yeah the worst of the wild cards. Yes, we would play, but yeah. the wild cards. We would play the matchup that is against two wild card teams because right, the other right. two wild card teams play divisional teams. Playing the twins. Yeah. Right. So it's a little juggling. Don't know exactly. But um, but yeah, you're right. We gotta we gotta sign up for But the next. Rays are gonna have the first wild card. So does the first wild card play the twins, play the division, and the second and third wild cards play each other? Oh, this there's four wild cards, right? Three wild cards. Yes, there's three wild cards. Two divisions get buys. Right. We'll get a buy. Right. And either the Mariners, Astros, or Rangers, whoever yeah. comes out of that thing, we'll get a buy. So then the lower division plays the twins, the, the lowest wild card, and then the two wild cards play. Oh, yeah, that's wild. So you want to be the worst wild card so you get to play the twins. Because the yes. twins are worse than Correct. any of the wild cards. Yeah. Um, all right. I am now signed up for the Atlanta Braves postseason. The newsletter, yeah. Newsletter. Yeah. And the Rays also have a newsletter that I am signing up for now as well. All right. I'll sign up once this episode ends. So I will get my Rays up. And what what did the Braves say? What's their slogan? I, I don't know what the Braves slogan is. Um, Tomahawk, Tomahawk I'm, Chop. Okay. Try not to be racist when you come up with something. Yeah. Oh, all right. So I'll sign up for those, and hopefully, three three sixers will help us out. And uh, what does that mean? You know, with tickets. If we need tickets, 
remind us, let us know when things go up, all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the Discord. I think we'll we'll stay in touch with yeah. tickets going sale. Definitely. If you, if you buy a ticket for a playoff game in any city, put it on Discord. <laughs> where where what's happening here? All right. I think we wrap this up. All right, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, Orioles going to the playoffs. Let's go. You can follow us on, you can celebrate the Orioles being in the playoffs by going to iTunes and writing us a review because you're pumped about the Orioles. Right, and because no one's done that for months. Yeah, and then. Please help us out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can also follow us on all your social media platforms Facebook and Twitter or Z, or I'm sorry, X. You can follow me on X at section 336. You can follow Josh on X. At Josh Taroka and at Birdland Sports. Don't forget 20% off birdlandsports.com next three days. All right. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.